0: my message today a renewed mind but before I tell you that to be sure everybody's awake for the the rest of the (laughs) the sermon I I have a joke here that I'd like to tell you and you know we read a lot and see a lot on television right now of people that are getting up there in the hundreds they had a woman on the other day 107 and uh, this one here though she was being interviewed by reporters. She was only 104. She wasn't 107. Interviewed by reporters, and they said to her, Why do you think is the best thing about being 104? Can you guess what she said? She said, There's no peer pressure. LAUGHTER Okay, now we'll get to the message, now that everybody's awake again. Okay, my favorite book in the Bible, I think it's the book of Romans. The first 11 chapters is where we find what is usually referred to as the Roman Road. I know we used to have a, uh, out on the table, we had a copy of the Roman Road, and it's a very good uh, piece of material to use if you want to witness to somebody but then after chapter 11 it's more about how to live and uh, your christian life and that's more what i'm going to be talking about this morning my fa- uh, like i said romans is my favorite chapter but my favorite verses are still over in john 14 where he said Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. If it wasn't so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you that where I am you might be also. That's always been my favorite uh, scripture to quote. Today we're referring, however, to Romans, the 12th chapter in the second verse is where I found my key verse that I want to use today. And, uh, it says, be ye, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that which is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What does it mean? It means change your ways. Give up some of the things that you know maybe you shouldn't have in your life yet, and uh, ch- just change. I've changed. I never used a watch to preach before, but now I'm in a church where I better use the watch because we don't want to have an hour and a half service. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, be it says be... Uh, renewed in your mind this calls for a change in the way we think you know when when we accept the Lord it doesn't change everything all at once it's not a a big matching eraser that erases all the bad things and now you're just this little saint don't happen that way you you accept the Lord into your life and then you have to go through a renewal process. You change. You give up things that you, that you probably had a little bit of a conscience about that you, maybe you had in your life that you didn't want to do. I know I gave up smoking. That was the first thing that uh, I got rid of. And uh, people can tell the difference. People can tell if you're a Christian or not. We had, and I'm not downing them when I mention this denomination, but I worked with an independent Baptist church uh, girl up in Pennsylvania years ago, and she constantly kept badgering me Are you sure you know the Lord? Are you sure you'd go to heaven if you died today? And she just kept on me all the time. And I used to say, well, look here. I have a 21-year perfect attendance Sunday school pen. (laughs) After I did get saved when I was 32, I got rid of the pen. (laughs) That was false assurance. I. And to, to beat all things on that pen... You only had to attend 50 Sundays a year, and you had perfect attendance for the year. You, you were allowed two Sundays. But anyway, it calls for a change. And this girl, I didn't say a word to her after... Uh, it happened on a Saturday night, uh, the 26th of October of 1962. I was sitting in row 17, you know, seat 17, row 6. At, uh, in the Scottish Rite Cathedral I was at a, a quartet concert when half the churches back then said oh them concerts they're of the devil they're just there to make money that's all they want make, big, they make the big bucks that's why they charge admission and everything well I'm going to tell you there's more like me that paid for my seat that night and got something I didn't expect to get along with the price of the ticket and that was, I, I, I realized that night that I really needed God and Christ in my life. And I, I didn't say anything like I said at work, and then my, it was my first wife at that time. She said to, uh, she was talking with this girl, and the girl said something, and my wife said, well, do you, do, do you realize that John got saved? A couple months ago, she said, yes, I'm waiting for him to tell me. She said, I saw it. She said, I can tell you said, when it was. She said, it was the last Saturday in October. And she was able to pinpoint it because she saw a difference. There should be a difference in the way you live, a difference in the way you talk, a difference in the way you do things now if there's any smokers here I'm not knocking smoking there isn't a thing in the Bible that says that you can't be saved in smoke and Pat I'm uh, not Pat Ben Kinslow had a saying when people had asked him when I worked up at CBN they would ask him about their smoking habits and and uh, what did he think he said well he said it's not going to keep you from going to heaven he said, but it's going to make you smell as if you were in hell before. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you want to smell like you were somewhere, <laughs> keep it up. If you don't, it's time to give up. If I wouldn't have given up, and I did, I'd, I'd have been long dead already, because I, was a, I had a three-pack-a-day habit when I quit. I was in data processing at that time, and... That's a job that's always full attention, and you just light one right off of the other and have it had it on your ashtray in, in, in your cubicle that you worked in. Let's look at a couple Old Testament scriptures that cover this renewed. Isaiah forty thirty one. It says, "But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength; they shall mount up with wings as eagles; they shall." Run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Now we have to remember this was written. it has just as much true meaning today as it did then, but this was written before automobiles. <laughs> that, that's why you walked and not get weary. Uh, and But uh, the "renew is the thing. It says it'll renew your strength. You will have the abilities to do things again that you probably thought you would not never be able to do again. But uh, we look there and we see uh, again that the, in the Old Testament, this renewing was for those, before, it was before Christ, it was for those that did believe in God, the true God, same as we believe in the true God today. I mean, it was for them as well as it is even for us today. And it's not that we are the substitutes for for the Jewish people. The Jewish people are still on their own. And they still have a lot of Old Testament prophecies that are not necessarily for the church, but they're for the, for, for the people in Israel, the, the Jewish people. If you want to l- see a little bit more about how they... It then I'm, they had different customs so I'm not going to itemize them for fear my sermon will get too long but in Deuteronomy the 12th chapter if you want to read that at home you will see how God through uh, the writer of Deuteronomy told them what to do how to practice their faith and how you should live by that faith today we are often led to change this through God working on, in us on our conscience you know if, if something bothers you that you're doing that could be God telling you make a change it's time for a change I mean I, I follow my conscience quite often <laughs> that there are things that maybe I shouldn't be doing things I shouldn't be saying uh, but anyhow, it, it, it helps to make the change. You never know how God is going to try to work with you to renew you. For the first 32 years of my life, I went to a church and, and we sang this next thing here, which is also has to do with renewal. It's, seven, it's Psalm 51, verses 10 and 12. Now, I want you to listen carefully to it and remember that the man that wrote Psalm 51 was a was David, a proven adulterer, a proven murderer. He didn't hold the knife, but he sent the man there so that he would get killed. He put him in the danger so that he would get killed. It says, and I can just hear David pleading before God because David, God had his hand on David all the time. And David slipped a couple of times. He ended in an adulterous relationship. And then he uh, put sent the, the woman's husband out on the battlefield and told him to put him on the front be the point man, which usually always got killed in battles that were hand-to-hand combat in those days. But the scripture says this, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with Thy free spirit. It was it's set to music and it's used in a lot of liturgical churches even today. Yet they they use that as part of their liturgy every every Sunday. It's like a plea to God because we know inside of ourselves that we did wrong. You know inside yourself if you are not. Living the way you ought to live, and God will, you know, tries to convict you through different methods. We can go on, and we can show you scriptures, other scriptures from the Old Testament uh, that put an emphasis also on renewal of your mind, body, and soul. Titus 3, five. that's New Testament again. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit within us. A lot of people think, oh, I'm a good person. I knew a man that was my sister-in-law's father-in-law that's really reaching out there isn't it? but anyhow it was, it was her father-in-law he lived alone he was a bachelor at that part of his life he had a garden plot easy as big as half of the church here and he lived alone He had peas and corn on the cob, and he raised, and lima beans, green beans, birdie egg beans, and and peas, and carrots, and radishes, and you, you name it. He grew it. And he had a good green thumb. He was good at it. I mean, he always had a very good garden. And one day we were talking about church, and he said, Now, I don't believe in church. That's where all the hypocrites go. He didn't want to be among hypocrites. Well, I told him, come join the bunch. I think you are one too. But anyhow, <laughs> he, he said, well, I try to please God, and God knows I'm a good person. I give the widow, and he named off a couple of widows in that little town that he lived in, and he did. He had those old-fashioned baskets that you could get years ago at the market. They were rectangular with a handle in the middle. He'd fill that up with corn, peas, and whatever was ripe at that time that was ready to be harvested. And he'd walk in through the town. He'd knock on the door of the widow and say, Here, I brought you something. I thought you might like it. And he did that all summer long. He, he knew how to rotate crops. When one was out, he quick-planted something else, even though he was up in snow country, and he used to, to get pretty good... he did that all day he said you think God's going to keep me out of heaven when I help all these people that are in need I said yes I said it says you must be born again and then after you are you have to keep living we do good works that would have been a wonderful thing if he got saved and kept on doing all that that's the good works that you do because you're saved. It's not good works to get saved. It's because you are. That's when the good works count before God. The other is just rubble that God don't even bother with. So we, we have to get our minds set straight as to what is, God, what, what is God's will for us and what is not? Colossians 3.10 And have put on... It's talking again, and I just took part, the last part of the verse. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Now today, there's a good way to be renewed in knowledge, and that is put through our private devotions. I mean, you ought to get something out of what you're reading when you do your daily devotions. There, You don't know it all. There ought to be something new pop up in there. I never thought of that before. Even at 89, I can read the Bible and I see things that I didn't know were there before. I mean, understanding that I get what is there I know I read it before but I didn't understand quite what it meant and that is how we renew our minds by staying in the scriptures and having a prayer life and a devotional life at home the key words in that verse again were that you're a new man that is you're a changed person and you've you've been renewed (laughs) The way things have been going for me in the last three, four years, this old body needs renewed, too, not just the spirit. Then Ephesians 4.23 says, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. The commentary that I looked at uh, on what uh, they thought renewed meant, it says, Be renewed in your attitude. If you have a bad attitude towards another Christian, you're in trouble. Renew it. Get over it. Make peace. Because you have to, you have to keep yourself clean before, uh, uh, before God. It'll make you think different, that renewed mind. Your priorities will change from what they were when you were a child. Uh, The next scripture that I'm going to read to you does not mention the word renew, but strongly infers that there has to be a change. It says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things we also speak. If you got it, Tell somebody you got it if you're saved. Don't be ashamed to tell somebody I believe you know that I'm I'm a Christian. I believe in God Almighty and his Son Jesus Christ, given to us of God, which things we also speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Spirit teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually, it's something that is spiritually discerned. A lot of people that do not feel like we do about our salvation, they're not certain they have that salvation. They think we're foolish. They, oh, look at them fools again you know and they they don't believe in heaven and they don't believe in hell whenever I think of this when I th- and I think I used this one here before the German philosopher over in Germany he died around the time that Hitler was coming into power and getting rid of all the Christians and he was a philosopher in a university over there and he told them He said, there is no heaven, there is no hell. When you die, you're dead like a dog. And anyway, he took sick. And he said, to prove to you that dying is not that big a thing, he he had his class. They told him that he probably only had a, a day or so, and he had the class that he had been teaching at the university come into his bedroom and stay with him for his closing uh, moments in this life. And they, he was in a semi-sitting position and on the bed. And they saw that the end was probably coming, the breathing became more difficult for him, and, and finally he went down, and all at once he yells out, My God, there is a hell! It's a little late to find out. It's a little late then. So renew your mind that you're sure you are sure you believe the right things and not the wrong things. Now, some of these people that uh, write these books on they were in, bent over to heaven, I don't believe all of them. The one that the 16-year-old kid wrote, that's a bunch of nonsense. And when he was 21 and out of his parents' house, he, he, he confessed, he told new reporters and everything because they were asking him, well, how can you be in rock and roll and, you, you know, and, and live the lifestyle that they were living at that time and still be a Christian? He said, oh, that nonsense. He said none of that happened. I thought it would make a good story, being the little four-year-old. He said uh, his book became popular and I thought I could make money off of a book too. Now, the little four-year-old, I believe. I believe that story. Very much so. I believe that that he actually was there because he was able to tell things that that could be verified happened while he was under the... Uh, in the operating room, under anesthesia and everything, and he, he even uh said to his father and that that's one of the things that helped convince me uh, he said, "I saw Granddad when I was in heaven. He came up to me and told me he was your daddy he said, "I saw him he said he's a nice man he was talked nice to me he and jesus he said, "Talk to me all the time he said and then the father opened up his desk drawer and got out a picture. He said, yeah, here's your granddaddy. Oh, no, he said, that's not him. That's not granddaddy. So the father, who was a minister, decided to contact his mother. And he said, could you send me a picture of dad when he was maybe 35? He had been up in the years when he passed away. He said, do you have a picture you could send me? So... The picture came, and the little boy came into his father's office one morning And after he had received the picture, and he said, I have a picture I want to show to you. And he showed him a picture of the younger grandfather. That's Grandpa! He said, I saw him in heaven. If that isn't convincing. And I'd rather go through life believing, and at the end of my life find out, that i'm wrong that there is nothing then go through life as if there was nothing and get down to the end and like that german philosopher and found out there was something another verse on renewed tells us that our renewal is a daily process as christians we should grow daily you, we don't get to the point that we can sit down and we can say, "I got it all. There's no more I can get. I have it all." You never have it all. You you learn up until your last days. You'll still be, there's still room for you to learn more about God. Second Corinthians four sixteen. For which cause we faint not, but through our outward man, though our outward man perishes. Yet the inward man is renewed day by day. I might have got old on the outside, but I can still be renewed and learn things on the inside. This renewal, it said the one scripture I used said about the Holy Spirit renewing us. A few weeks ago we had a couple visitors here at the church that are neighbors of mine in the park that we live in. And the one that lives right next door said to Betty, well, boy, he's sure more alive up there on the platform than he is. at But I see him when he's out in the yard working around the house at the yard. I tell you, there is a renewal. There is a Holy Spirit. I can hit the steps back there, and I'm a different person. When I come up here on the platform, I don't have any aches and pains. I can lead the song service, I can direct the choir, and now I can crank up the old organ over there. Uh, and I, I, it just, I just feel an anointing come over me, and it's the Spirit. So you never get too old for that. And been closing now, I have to close or I'll run you too far over time. But I want you to remember one thing. We're not here just to warm pew seats or seats here in the church. We're here to be witnesses for him when we're outside of the church. Ambassadors, so to speak. In fact, there's a song from years ago that I used to love ambassadors to be for... I, I'm an ambassador to be for lands beyond the sea, and his home is on the golden strand. And it's all in that, all in that song. I, don't, I, can't, I looked for it before when I was preparing the message. I know I have it somewhere at home, but uh, I couldn't find it. And I was thinking, ambassadors. We are ambassadors here. Do you know what's good about being an ambassador? When our work's done, you get called home. When the work's done, ambassadors are always called back. And it's the same way with us being ambassadors for Jesus Christ here on earth. We will be called home.